Hey everyone, and welcome to Already Cancelled. I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek, the original series, season 2, episode 25. It's called Bread and Circuses. So, full spoilers for the episode, as always. Uh, it's always surprising to me when we get this high up in the numbers for Star Trek, because shows these days don't run to 25. So I'm just like, It feels wrong, doesn't it? Yeah, I need to think about it as I'm saying it. 25? That doesn't feel right. <laughs> um... But hey, uh, so yeah, we've got one left. This is the penultimate episode of the season. Not that it really matters with Star Trek because they don't have season arcs with big finales like modern shows do, but still, uh, mm. worth mentioning. And this episode is about a basically a ship. They find debris of a ship and they trace it back to where it came from. It's, oh, there may be survivors on this planet. They go down and we have yet another episode, which is becoming a new thing. It's not, it's not as common yet as the godlike entity or the primitive culture. Uh, oh, arguably it's an offshoot of that. It's the... No, this is a planet just like Earth that is at a point in the timeline which is like similar to part of Earth's history. Although this one's a little bit different because it's meant to be like, oh... Uh, it's Earth, but what if? Kind of, yeah. But it's basically Earth. It's the exact same as Earth. In fact, the opening conversation where Spock's describing the planet and McCoy and Kirk keep arguing with them is basically them having that conversation like... Yeah, but it's different to Earth. It's like, no, no, I mean, the, the oxygen levels are the same, the, the, the percentage of land mass is the same, it's, it's, it's Earth. Yeah. <laughs> um, spots like, look, shut up, it's Earth, just go with it. Yeah. Uh, so this is becoming a new thing. Obviously, we, we had the, the gangster episode earlier in the season, which was, you know, it was, it was just fine fun. And then we had uh, the Nazi episode. And what I thought was funny is, this one isn't quite fascism, but it's close enough that I kind of felt like, yeah, this is probably what you should have just done with that episode. Yeah, it's the the message there if you want it. It's not as on the nose, obviously. Yeah, but you know, just but that, it works. the idea of rounding people up and making them be slaves and fighting. It, it, it never really goes that route though with it. Although, it, like you say, you could have done that exact plot that you did to the Nazi episode with this. It yeah, just you, doesn't quite go into it. No, this the, the plot in this episode is a bit of a mess. Honestly, uh, it, it kind of it doesn't really decide to focus on anything there in was particular. Like, 20% of the episode where I was like, oh, I love this idea. Let's do this for the rest. The, the, yeah, the ideas are okay here or there. The best parts of the episode are by far some of the character stuff. Uh, Spock and McCoy have a fantastic conversation in a jail cell at one point. Uh, oh, they do. Which is hitting at like, the core of their characters and their relationship and what they've been uh, throughout the entire show. It feels like it's really built up to it, which is really nice. Uh, Joe, it's funny. Like, here's, here's part of the, the problem with all the different ideas that happen in the episode. So... Before they land in the they land in the planet, they they they'd pick up a, a television signal, right? And they go, "Oh, this is weird. They're using video." Uh, like but back in the day, it's like, "Well, you still use video. Like you still beam yeah, images that, that, to each that, other." That got me as well. I can't remember who says it because I believe I believe it's called video. Yeah, it was like, a, it was you know a, what video is? Shut up. Yeah, it was a hurrah. And, and then Spock's like, "I believe television was the the term," uh, and I'm like, "Like I get that you maybe don't broadcast TV like the old fashioned way anymore because you still use video." Hell, yeah. we ba- we basically don't broadcast TV. Well, I mean, we're not there yet, but we're getting there. <laughs> like we're you know, oh, yeah, we're not far away. Streaming's getting more and more of a thing. Traditional broadcast is like you know not as big as it used to be. But there's very little analog broadcast anyway. Oh yeah, most places have shut that down now. Uh, exactly, it's all, it's, all digital. So it's all digital. So we don't broadcast in the traditional sense. But. So so they got it. So this is the whole thing. It's like uh, it's like they see some news footage, and there's this idea of this like gladiatorial combat is now a reality TV show where they actually go on TV and fight, so everyone can watch it. Fantastic concept ahead of its time. 
Yeah, yeah, it's reality TV before we had reality TV, really. At least to that extent. I'm sure there was yeah. game shows and obviously stuff in the 60s, but not to the to this extent. And then, so here's the thing. Then we go down to the planet, and oh, so so we get attacked by these soldier dudes, uh, we end up in a cave with these, these slave characters, we then get taken to the jail cells, we're told that we might have to fight. It turns out, uh, what's his name, uh, Merrick, who was on the ship that they, they'd found debris of, he had like, surrendered to them and became part of society, so he's kind of a villain here, and... They're trying to like get them to lure down the rest of the crew so they can sort of take them all in because they're, they're terrified that uh, their culture will be influenced by any outside factors, right? Let me get to my point. Right, well, that's fine. When it eventually gets back to the gladiator- gladiatorial combat and it sort of starts on the thing, and I'm like, I'll ask a really fake place, and then the camera like comes out and I'm like, oh, it's a TV set. I had forgotten that's how we started the episode because it went so long without reminding... Because the concept was, oh, what if the Roman Empire never fell? And this is now the 20th century, but with the Roman Empire still in power, right? Yeah. I had forgotten that was the concept because for the, for after they first mentioned that a couple of times, it just then became typical Star Trek episode. There's someone in power and we're, you know, the slaves. Uh, that's true. Other than some vague costuming things. Yeah. Uh, even the costumes aren't really what I expect from Romans. I feel like the the leaders get away with it a bit more. Like, his was, okay, his Romanish. Yeah. I feel like these were costumes they had lying around for something else. And just I kinda... think that we say that a lot. This felt particularly bad when you have a, a TV set on the episode. It's like, alright, okay, so you had a TV set lying around, and then you were like, oh, hey, let's just use it as a TV set. Yeah, they maybe like made the new backdrop for it, but other than that, it's just a TV set. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was just fine, but that's my point, though. I had forgotten that was the premise of the episode, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. This was the 20th century. It's not set in like, or at least the equivalent of the 20th century." You know, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, like I'd forgotten that because the episode went through so many different things by that point. I'm like, and then there's a weird whole scene where you know, while we're having that great, great McCoy and Spock interaction in the cell where McCoy's trying to thank Spock for saving his life and then they start bickering again and then he accuses Spock of like oh you're terrified that you know if you don't die like your human emotion will take over one day and like you'll actually show something and you see it as a weakness and they're really poking at their differences and why they're always bickering why they're always cracking jokes while that's going on well that fantastic scene the best scene of the episode which is encapsulating their entire relationship and how they both care about Kirk and how they both care about protecting him What's going on in the other scene that's right alongside this? Kirk's got a slave girl in his quarters who he's having dinner with and kissing. Because Kirk? Because reasons. Because we had to fill some more minutes of screen time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, the, the best part for me, other than that scene, I mean, in terms of the plot, yeah, was um, once it turned out that the leader already knew about you know all the starships and stuff, and it was like... Uh, I feel like that was a different spin on this thing that we have. Usually, you know, it's like, okay, well, Prime Directive, which they actually weirdly told us the whole Prime Directive. They did. They actually, they actually uh, McCoy basically said it out loud. Uh, I, I thought that was really weird because we'd heard of the Prime Directive loads already, and it was like, oh, hey, actually, we're going to actually tell you what that is word for mm. word now. We feel like you should probably know. Yeah. By the way, I'm, I'm aware that Connor's audio quality has dipped a bit for the last minute or two. Damn it, again. Uh, oh, it's starting to clear up now, just as I said that. But uh, it's been doing that today. But there's not much we can do about it. We, we held off for a while to, before we started recording more stuff. But uh, luckily, he's still perfectly audible. It's just not as pleasant as usual. It's frustrating. Yeah. 
But no, I, I like the idea of no, they know about this and they're actively trying to do something about it rather than just mm. it being a secret and then occasionally stumbling onto it. Yeah, they're, they're trying, they don't want to uh, give anyone any ideas of like, oh, there's other ways, there's better ways, there's peaceful ways. Yeah. Um, but any ideas you liked in the episode, at least for me, go down the shitter at the end of the episode when they reveal, because all throughout the episode, Flavius, this sort of like slave who wants to kill them at first but then to kind of befriends them and helps them in the combat and stuff. He keeps talking about how, oh, how many these people, they worship the sun. And he's like, oh, there's the sun, the sun, this, the sun, that. Yeah. And at the end of the episode, when they get back up to the ship, uh, which, by the way, they don't really accomplish anything on the planet. They just kind of escape death. Because M- Merrick, for some reason, decides to like help them at the last minute, even though there's not really any build-up to him like becoming good. There's, there's that one line where when, when um, Spock and McCoy are... You know they're, they're battling it out, mm. and Merrick says, "You know, I thought it'd be easier watching your men. Now I went through it with all mine, but it's kind of worse." Yeah, that's it. That's all you get. And then he decides to help them by using the communicator to call Scotty, and the, the three get beamed out just before they get shot. And then that's the you know they just get off, and they don't actually fix anything really. Well, they're not supposed to fix anything though, are they? That was the that's the whole point of the Prime Directive. They're supposed to leave it. Now, this is going back to that stupid argument we keep having about The Last Jedi. It's not about what they're supposed to do logically. It's about what it's supposed to function as a TV episode. They don't achieve anything. Uh, no, I agree. <laughs> I feel like the, the achievements of the episode are Spark and McCoy confronting each other. That's what oh, the absolutely. about. Oh, absolutely. That, that, well, that's the thing. That's I, don't know if, I, I don't know if that's what it's actually supposed to be about, but that's the thing that sticks out to us, so we're like clinging to that. The yeah. actual plot of the episode ultimately doesn't really have that much of a resolution no, it doesn't. Uh, you know, so, hey. It, it's fine that Diane doesn't tell Poe what the plan is. It doesn't change the fact that it's unfulfilling as an audience member. <laughs> Disagree, but we're not getting into that again. Not not now. This is, this is Star Trek talk, not wars. Yeah. Do I like this episode more than The Last Jedi? No, you don't. Shut up. <laughs> Stop being a dick. They're both messies. They're comparable in that sense. Do do I like any scene in Last Jedi as much as I like the the Kirk and not the Kirk sorry McCoy and Spock scene? Yes. <laughs> I don't I don't want to say specifics because oh yeah yeah you don't want to spoil it. No, absolutely. Yes, you do. Do you actually have one in mind that you think I like? Well, <laughs> or do you just uh, say no, that? No, no, I actually think there, there there are things that you probably like at least as much. Okay, okay. But you, you're like, no, I hate that movie. Shut up. Wasn't wasn't that stupid milk scene? I'll tell you that much right now. Uh, <laughs> sorry, there's milk in Star Wars: The Last Jedi. There's milk. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine. That's not a spoiler. I spoiled the milk. Anyway, so. Where was I? Where was I going with that? I, I, I don't know. Oh, so, yeah, this has turned into as much of a mess as the episode. No resolution. There's no resolution, yeah. and then we kind of have a resolution. So, so all episode uh, was his name, Flavius. Flavius. That's a really stupid name. You know that. It's very Roman, though, isn't it? It's is very Roman, but it's just because all, all Roman names are stupid. Is what you're saying? Well, no, but at least like Claudius, for example, that, I, I, that sounds like a name to me. Flavius sounds like you're going to say the word flavor. But instead, I, just... think, I think all the Roman names that end with Eos, which is a lot of them, all mm. sound stupid to me. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're all as bad as each other. They all sound the same, just with... They went, eh, what can we put in front of it this time? 
Kirkius, Spockius, Macaius. Uh, he, he'd go with Bonesius. Bonesius. Um, so yeah, so all episode, the sun, we worship the sun. That is like that is what the, the rebels who have freed themselves from the, the Roman control, we all worship the sun. And at the end, because Ahura has been sitting tinker, because uh, Kirk and Spock are kind of like theorising about oh, what all this means, and Spock's all, you know, this is strange, like, they, they, they're promoting peace and they want to do things a better way, but typically worshipping the sun's a primitive societies, a, a primitive culture's beliefs, that, that tends to yeah. be primitive. And doesn't he say the Romans didn't have a sun god? Uh, something to that effect, which I think is incorrect, actually. That, that, surprises me, because I'm like, I know, I know there's a, I can think of the Greek one, and I'm like, didn't the Romans just have basically all the same? I, yeah, just I, with different I, names. I feel like there's some inaccuracies here, uh, but I've got, I, I think I know why there's some inaccuracies, I'll, tell, I'll say why in a second. So who I then chimes in, because she's been sitting doing historical calculations. <laughs> doing something. Yeah, so she's sitting over there tinkering. Actually, I really laughed at one point, uh, when Kirk, like, when he's been forced to, uh, Marcus is trying to get him to, like, lure down the crew, and he's got the, the communicator, and he calls up to, to Scotty, and he's been leaving him high, because he says, Scotty, here, I've got a, a thing for you, and then he's forced to shut the thing, and then he sits and talks to Marcus for, like, five minutes, and he's like, eh, Scotty, sorry to keep you waiting. It's like, aye, Captain, it's been a while, I, you know, I'm starting to get a bit concerned up here. I like how I still put in a bit of a voice for Scotty. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and he's, he just quickly says, oh, code green, right? And he just like puts it down. And basically, that's like, okay, we're in trouble, but you're not to interfere. You're not to, like, you know, disobey the Prime Directive. And he's like, okay, right, sure, I can't do that. And he, he ends up helping, of course, because he causes a blackout, which helps them kind of survive later on. Yeah. So he does interfere, but not in a way that actually breaks the, the directive. So that's all fine and well. But I laugh because he sort of sits down in the captain's chair and he's like, oh, but I can't just let them down there. I need to do something. It's this dramatic moment where it's just him on it. And he's just kind of like that. And I was just laughing during this scene because I just noticed a Hura had turned around behind him. She's just kind of looking over at him. Like, just waiting for him to like, have his suggestion. Oh, you, you're quite done there, mate. Yeah. Um, she turns around and says, don't you get it? It's not, it's not the sun in the sky. It's the son of God. It's Jesus. And then they all go, ah, it's Jesus. And then Kirk's like, Ah yes, this because the the Roman Empire never went down. They never had this opposing belief that and everything changed because of it. And uh, wouldn't it be great to see it again? And I'm like, no, it wouldn't. I'm glad we don't come back to this. Please, <laughs> let's not do a sequel episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Worst part is, I'm pretty sure, at least in points of the Roman Empire, there was Catholicism. I mean, there definitely was because they spread it to Britain. Oh no! Like, yeah, but here's the thing, though. Right? Here's here's why I think the inconsistencies or the, the inaccuracies and in the stuff that's in this conversation. Um, to me, that this is the reason why this episode exists. Beyond maybe we can reuse a few sets. Although there was some stuff out in a real place, like they, they were actually out well, in, like, it was, yeah. in the it hills. It wasn't a full just cheap on it. Yeah, cheap but, episode, was it? When they first, well, it's debatable if this is cheaper or not because they're literally just out in like an empty. Bit of land. Uh, okay, cheaper compared to well, let's just sit in the rooms like we always do. Yeah, which yeah. We've already got lying around. But it's like they beam down to the planet. I'm like, oh, this isn't a, a little cheap set. This is like actual hills. We're actually outside, and it's like it feels different immediately. It's like okay, uh, but of course they set that up by saying, oh, this is just Earth 2.0. Well, yeah, 6.0 by this point in the show, to be honest. But uh, yeah, uh, Earth designation number. Take your pick. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, so the reason why I think this this kind of exists is because this is the 60s. This is not that long after, say, Ben-Hur 
in movies like that. Like they, they were very popular at the time. These Roman movies where you had the, the combat, big biblical and, epics. Yeah, the big biblical epics where it kind of and the whole thing is like you know it kind of the, the Roman kind of rule kind of opposed the the, the religious side of things, and that's yeah. what those movies kind of had. And I feel like that's what they're kind of referencing. So so they're not referencing real Earth history; they're referencing Ben Hur history. <laughs> Hey, whatever, whatever you gotta do. Um, none of which appeals to me, obviously. I don't care. <laughs> I like stupid. those a lot in concept. I can just never be bothered to sit through how long that movie is. I, I sat through Ben Hur just to sort of tick it off and say I'd, I'd seen it and I could you know get it off the bucket list, if you will. And I will never watch that four-hour film again. Thank you very much. See, that's the thing. I go. I I feel like I'd really enjoy it. I just can't be asked to sit down for four hours and watch it. Yeah. Um, you can always watch the uh, the remake with uh, Victor Von no, I'm Doom. Good. I'm good. I'm good. is what I was trying to say. I, I don't want to be reminded that that exists. I, I, I not because it was around at a similar sort of time. I watched Gods of Egypt. That was oh god. For me. Oh, I, I, I've seen I, it, I, got but... a, I got a free screener to it. I was like, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go. Why not? Okay. Um, the only the only thing I like Ben Hur for is when you're showing people. The difference between like proper ratio and like cropping it to four by three, Ben Hur's great for that because in the chariot race you have like the four horses and then four by three you can only see two of them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really, it's really it's like, good. This is to... why you do it properly. Yeah, this is why you don't do this. <laughs> so... That said, who's cropping to four by three these days? Oh sure, yeah, it's a bit outdated now, but like it's, it's it was handy. I, I, I get your point. Yeah, but... for, for a period. Well, because there's still like idiots who don't understand it. They still they, they get movies with black bars on their TV and they go, "Oh, why is it not filling up my screen?" Oh. Yeah, I, I guess the logic is: look, if you give it black bars, this is what happens. Now, I think if you take away the black bars, you're just doing the reverse problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's still reason to teach people about this. There is. The ignorance I, must be stamped out. I, I like to feel the amount of times that we bring this up. Someone must have learnt this from us by now. <laughs> we, we we must have done someone that as a favour. Gone, oh, no, they they now appreciate aspect ratios. But I want my TV to be filled. I paid for my TV. I want the whole thing to be filled. That upsets me at my core. I'm gonna lie. Yeah, me too. Um, hey, I'm watching Star Trek now. Do you, do you think I'm zooming in to fill my 16 by 9 TV? No, no, no. I'm having the glorious black bars at the sides. So that I'm preserving that original four by three because that's what it was shot in. That's what it was intended for. That's what it's framed for. Exactly. It looks great. It looks great. So that's that's how you do it. Uh, where it gets murky is when, they, when they've done like X Files and Friends, and they've they've like went back to the original negatives that have more stuff in the sides, and they've like reframed it in the negative, and yeah, it's like. But- Okay, you've kind of done it so that it's not cropping or stretching it, but technically it wasn't framed with this in mind, so you could look at it as a bastardization. you can look at it as, yeah, but it still kind of looks okay, it's, it's kind of weird. It's, it's, it's weird, because I know if you buy like, the DVDs or the Blu-rays, it's the 4x3 for Friends, but whenever it's on TV, and you know, whenever it's on Netflix, anything like that, no, you thought... use the 16x9. I think the Blu-rays are 16 by 9 are they not? No, I've got them. Oh, right, fair enough. Or maybe they've got an option though that, that changes them, but they then they, they aren't. Not the last time I checked it from memory, anyway. Oh, I, I thought the blurs were, but yeah, fair enough. No, because I mean uh, Star Trek Next Gen as well. Same kept its four by three. Uh, whereas X Files, I don't know if it's. Got, I mean, I don't think X Files actually got a blurry release, but when they remastered them for streaming services and you know HD broadcast, yeah. they did the, the, the new sixteen. And I'm, I'm kind of okay with it because it works. They made sure it works. 
Yeah. So um, the, the odd moment where there's an extra not clearly not paying attention, but yeah. you, you know. Yeah, there's that with the wire as well. Uh, the funny thing, because I actually have seen Friends entirely on the white screen. Uh, like the last time I watched it, it was just you know I worked yeah. through it and it was it was, it was after the white screen HD versions came out and. Always funny, actually. The one thing that they occasionally miss, which really is cracking me up, is you know how I mean, people who have sh- like done any sort of like shooting and editing will understand this a bit better. But basically, like you'll 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 film one person's audio on one shot, right, and then mm-hmm. it cuts to the other person. So when they shoot that scene, and obviously it's cutting between the two when you're watching it in the finished version, but they'll shoot all on one side first, but they'll, they'll only have that person mic'd. And then they'll cut to the other person. They'll only have that person make. And then they, you know they, they mix and match the audio, mix and match the visuals until it all works. Um, and anything on the outside, it doesn't really matter, right? If, you, if it's not going to be in the frame, it doesn't matter. You can, you can get away with cheating. You can get away with things. Like, oh, that wasn't quite what they said. That. But if we have if we have it on the other person's shot, we can have that audio at a different time. You know, you end up restructuring things a little bit yeah. sometimes. You cheat. You make things. Oh, that didn't really happen like that. But we'll editing make it. trickery. Yeah. One of the things that I was noticing every so often, because you had the extra side stuff at the sides that wasn't supposed to be there originally, is that you'd actually see, like, you know, if it was like a two shot, you'd have like another actor in the frame. They'd mm. start saying things, but you wouldn't hear them because it was like obviously cut out originally. So they'd be saying a line that wasn't in the, the, the final mix. Yeah. And I don't know, it was cracking me up because I kept noticing it. Yeah, and occasionally you'll have doubles playing people, like that time where they would have been just out of frame. Yeah. So they just, but they wanted someone for, there for the for the actor to talk to. Mm. So they'll put a double there, and then you'll watch it now. And you'll be like, okay, I can see that's a double. Yeah. Um, I I have no doubt. I didn't notice everything that was there because obviously there's so many of them that it's hard to. But yeah, uh, it's just it's just funny. But anyway, so no, so aspect ratios are important. I mean, on a bit of a tangent. <laughs> I think we spent like a good quarter of this episode on aspect ratios. They're important. That's the thing. More important than this episode. But back to the point. I hate this religious thing they shove in at the end. Yeah, me too. I was like, oh no. I was kind of enjoying it for the like the the back half is definitely the better half. Mm-hmm. I was kind of enjoying it. It wasn't good, but I was like, oh, this is all right. This is better than it was. And then it got to that, and I went, ugh. Ugh, what are you doing? I, th- I think if nothing else, it just feels... I don't know, it feels a little on Star Trek to have, like... It's because they don't have religion and they don't talk about it. Yeah, to have Kirk go, oh, wouldn't this be great to see again? Like, you, you just escape with your life, barely. You, you're eager to go back down and watch the, the spread of... No, I get that they're looking at it from the perspective of, oh, it helps spread other values that did lead civilization. Sure. Right, you know, it led these you know, values that helped shape things, and uh, for the better. I mean, I, I I haven't studied this period in history to really say that with any great certainty, but that's how they're looking at it in this episode. They're looking at it with yeah. sentimentality. Um, but I mean, I, well, yeah. I feel like them saying, "Oh, wouldn't it be great to watch this?" I agree in the concept of. I'd love to watch a religion spread, you know, watch it happen in front of me, you know, see the, the that society change. Not not necessarily the way they perceive things change, but just the way the culture evolves around it. I think that's fascinating from a historical point of view. Not for the religion itself, just to, just to watch the, the historical of it. Joe's Joe's funny, he said, oh, I see a religion spread. And to me, all I heard was, like, a disease. Like, how disease spreads. I get you, I get you. They spread the same way. Well, I mean, through through through, through death is, is essentially how it spreads. 
That's how they've all spread. <laughs> Aye, people talking about them. Well, sure, but most people, you know, going, going back, all the major religions, they're spread by going, hey, you're going to follow this or we'll kill all these people. And... Oh sure, I, I, but I'm saying the idea of like speaking the word, and I'm compare, I'm making, I'm basically, basically cracking a joke between you know gospeling to someone, but then also spreading disease because it's in your breath. Like I'm, I'm, I'm it's, it's, uh, yeah, I was going diseases kill you, and then they spread religions by killing people as well. So yeah, there, there was a link. <laughs> All right. Well, clearly, I mean, we don't care about this episode too much, even though it did give us some meat, and I did really like that 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 Spock and McCoy I, I scene. Like there's, there's so many things in this episode that there's a good episode in there if they choose one of those ideas maybe two mm -hmm. but we jump every 10 minutes to something else and i'm like okay i can't keep up yeah and then some seems like the, yeah. the, the, the whole like, kirk with the girl for, for for spending the night like i don't know what the point of that was at uh, all i didn't add, add anything to the episode I, I will say i laughed you know the, the first time they're in the, the jail cells and uh, uh spark and mccoy are arguing and uh, Kirk's with Flavius, and Flavius like, so uh, are they friends or enemies? And he's like, I'm not not sure. Don't don't think they know. Hmm. Yeah, well, that just set up the the later. Yeah, yeah, but just that as an as a yeah. joke in itself made me laugh. It, it set up the banter when they were fighting with the you know the, the other gladiators, and then it, obviously the the big scene we've been talking about with the the yeah. the emotional moment where McCoy gets all upset and. Spock does Spock, but you know it has has a nice. It's a really sweet scene. So it is. It's good. Uh, so there's a gem in there in the rough, but it is mostly a mess of an episode with lots of just too many ideas, and uh, some of them aren't bad ideas. Some of them are very bad ideas, uh, but even the good ones are just kind of just too many of them too quickly, and it's like oh well, yeah. who, who cares? Like, so hey. Um, with that said, though, uh, we have one episode left of the season, and much like season one, after the final, after the finale, we will do a top five of the season, uh, which will not count as that week's episode. That'll be like a bonus in between the two, you know, between that and the, the premiere of season three. So there's a little extra that'll be coming uh, in between those two. So you can look forward to and, that. And, and the worst episodes as well, as well as the best. And the three worst. There may even be the, the, the five worst this time, because I feel like there's been a lot of stinkers this, this season. So Yeah, I feel like we're, we can be more objective. Like when, when we look at the list and go through what was good and bad and count them up. Yeah. Yeah. So so we'll, we'll see what we end up with. I, I'm fairly certain I know what my number one is going to be. Or what our number... Because we, we, we agreed on the list last time, right? We did, yeah. Did, yeah. I, I, I remember did. I, I feel like I know what our number one is going to be. Unless you have like a weird opinion that's going to fight me on it, but... Uh, I, I don't know what you're referring to because I won't know until I look at the list of episodes. But you, you, you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, but hey, so that is episode twenty-five. Uh, let us know what you think of this one in the comments. Like, subscribe, all the usual stuff. Get us on the twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel. If you want to support the channel, over at Patreon.com/slash/mailfuzztv. There's a link in the description. But otherwise, that is us. So thank you once again for watching. Keep watching TV and exploring space and whatever else. How do I end these ones? Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. <laughs>